with that man. So now Pilate's in this situation where he can't see anything wrong, but the people want him dead, Jesus. And so he goes to the people and he says, what accusations are you making against this man? Guess what? They don't have an answer. Their answer to Pilate's question is crucify him. When he asked what Jesus had done, they said crucify him. In other words, we don't need, we want him gone. The reason why they did that is because the Bible says, read it when you get home. In Matthew chapter 27, read from verse 11. The Bible says that the chief priests had already influenced the people to do what they wanted them to do. And so when, they, when he asked the people, what do you have against this man? All they could say was, basically, we don't know. We just know we want him dead. Now, keep in mind, this is during the Feast of the Passover. And one of the traditions during the Feast of the Passover was that they would allow a criminal to go free. Although he was convicted, although he had every right to die, they would allow him to go free. Now watch this. Barabbas is there and Jesus is there. And Pilate asks the crowd, who do you want me to turn free? And the crowd says, free Barabbas. And as it relates to Jesus, they just kept yelling, crucify him, crucify him. And then this is what happens. Get this. The pilot goes to a bowl of water and he washes his hands as if to symbolize I am washing my hands of this matter. And then watch this in Matthew 27, 24, 25. Watch this. When Pilate saw that he was accomplishing what? Nothing. He was trying to talk about it, but rather that a riot was starting. He took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd saying, come on. And all the people, we missed, never mind. All the people said his blood, he said, Pilate tells them, this is what he tells them in 24. He says, if, I, if we do this, I want y'all to know that his blood is going to be on your hands. And this is their response to it. They said, his blood shall be on us and on our what? That jumped out at me. Because, get this, they wanted Jesus dead so bad. And keep in mind that when he asks, what are your charges against this man? All they could say is, we want him dead. But they wanted him dead so bad. That when Pilate said his blood's going to be on your hands, they said, you don't have to just put his blood on our hands, but you can put his blood on the hands of our what? Children as well. Hey, watch this. Go back. Watch this. Be careful how bad you want what you want. Be careful how bad you want what you were. See, sometimes what gets us in, in trouble is our desire to acquire. 
And one of the things that you got to get in the habit of asking yourself is, is this worth what I have to sacrifice for it? See, because many times we just want what we want so bad and we get caught up in our desires, caught up in how bad we want it. And I tell you all the time, when emotions run high, rationale is the first thing out the window. And usually when I'm talking about it, I talk about it as it relates to anger and and things like that. But watch this. You have more emotions than anger. Right? Come on now. Somebody, you fell in love with that car. And you just had to have that what? Somebody know. Tell the truth. You in church. You down there pouring all on it. Claiming it in the name of Jesus. God going to bless me with it. You done told everybody in your family, all your friends, everybody. God going to bless me with that what? With that car. And the one thing you forgot to do is ask God if he wanted you to have it. Your desire to acquire took over. And watch this. And what you didn't do is what we got to get in the habit of doing. And that is counting the cost of what we want. And now you got into it, and later on, you figured out, I can't afford this. Hello, somebody. And now you realize what you had to sacrifice in order to get it wasn't worth it. Be careful how bad you want what you want. Come, come here, single people. You want a, a husband or a wife so bad. Come on. And most of us, some of us, all right, have been there where we so in love. And now we sacrificing stuff (laughs) that we shouldn't be what? Only to get on the backside of it and figure out he wasn't worth it. She wasn't worth it. Come on, somebody kids suffer. Notice what they said. Go go back to 25. Notice what they said. Watch this. And the people said his blood shall be on what? And on our what? They wanted him dead so bad that they were willing for his blood to be on their children's hands. Hey, I got a question. How much have your kids had to sacrifice because of what you wanted? Some of our, our kids suffering right now. Come on, somebody. And I ain't beating up on you because I, I've been there. But I, I, Lord, I got to have them. And we're willing to give up way more than what it's worth. You got to count the cost of your desires. And sometimes when God says no, even though you wanted it as bad as you want it, you got to learn to trust God and say, okay, God, if that's not what you have for me, well, then I'm willing to do without it. Got to count the cost. Is it worth what I have to what? Sacrifice. They wanted Jesus so bad that they were willing to yeah, let his blood be on our children. Some of us, our children are suffering right now because of the choices we made. 
I could get real messy with that, but I'm not even going to do it. Y'all want me to? (laughs) I ain't going to do it then. (laughs) Watch this. What were they after? They were after vengeance. Vengeance. They were so angry with him, they didn't even know why they were angry with him. Well, why were they angry with him? The Bible says it because the chief priest told them to be angry with him. So you got to watch who you let gas you up. You got to watch who you allow to influence. Now, I want you to keep this in mind now. These same folks who are angry with him now are the exact same people who were yelling, Hosanna, Hosanna, just one week ago. So what changed between now, between a week ago and right now where they're yelling, crucify him, crucify him for the same? I'm going to tell you what changed, who they let influence him. They let the chief priest tell them that Jesus wasn't any what? Wasn't any good. And now they, they, they've been influenced. Watch this. They've been influenced to hate this man, and they can't really even give you a reason why they what? Hate this man. When Pilate asked him what, what you got against him, we don't know, but crucify him. They don't even know why they're angry. You ever been in a situation where you were cool with it until somebody told you you ought to be mad? Come on, somebody. Girl, don't let him do you like that. You crazy. Now, the whole time you got peace because you're doing what the Lord told you to do. And then that right person come along and say, you, you ought to whoop him. Had a situation uh, on Thursday night. We're in a meeting, and, and the, the men who were there could tell you my integrity was being attacked. I mean, my agenda was being attacked. I've never been in a situation where the same community that we're trying to help was fighting against us. And, I mean, everything was being attacked. I mean, it, it was bananas. But I had been advised to say nothing. I had been advised to say nothing. And I'm sitting there and I'm just letting them go and I'm like, that ain't true, that ain't true, that ain't true. And it's everything I can do to keep the people who with me from just turning the place out. I'm sitting there and I'm fine. I made it all the way through the meeting. And then after the meeting, everybody was walking up to me telling me, Pastor, you should have said this. Pastor, you should have said that. Pastor, why you ain't do that? Now, keep in mind, I was cool all the way up until what? All the way up until then. So now I'm driving home in my car. All the way from Slidell to Folsom. And guess what I'm doing? I'm I'm saying what I should have said. I was fine before that. But once I allowed people to tell me what I was, should have did, now I'm in my car. And I ain't going to tell y'all what I said when in church, but I was, I was getting their minds right. <laughs> All the way right. And it ain't have nothing to do with the Lord. <laughs> Watch this, you got to be careful. But what they wanted was they wanted vengeance. Watch this. That's why you got to be careful with how you handle your anger. 
You got to be careful with how you handle when people make you mad. You, the Bible said, watch Romans 12, 17, 21. Watch what it says. Never pay back evil for what? To some people. That's how y'all read it. It's <laughs> Pastor, some folk, God, the Lord, told me in a dream. No, he didn't. That was not Jesus. He says, never pay back evil for evil to what? To, not, my, not even my worst enemies, Pastor. He said, to who? Never pay back evil for evil. Whoo, Pastor, that's a, that's a strong command. I had somebody come up to me the other day and tell me, I'm praying the prayer of David for some of my enemies. I say, the prayer of David? I say, if you think about the prayer, you talking about the prayer where he asked God to kill all of them? She say, yeah. I say, you got to come out of the Old Testament. You, matter of fact, don't read the Old Testament. You, we New Testament, baby. You, <laughs> don't read Psalms no more. I, don't, I ain't never used my authority to tell somebody not to read the Bible, but you don't read Psalms no more. He says, never pay back evil for evil to who? To nobody. You, you don't have anybody in your life you ought to be looking to get them back, pay them back evil for evil. Nobody, pastor, nobody. Watch what he says. Respect what is right in the sight of what? All men. All men. Go, go to the next verse. Wow, look at the time. Watch this. If what? Now, hit the rewind button. If what? If it's possible. Why do you say if it's possible? So far as it depends on you, be at peace with who? If what? Go, no, 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 go back, go back, go back, go back. If it's what? Be at peace with who? Why did he say if it's possible? Because some folk just don't want peace. And watch this. You got to recognize when you're dealing with somebody who just don't want what? Now, why didn't you defend yourself, Pastor? Number one, because I was advised not to. Number two, at the same time, what I realized, and I told Joyce this, I said, I'm never going to satisfy those people. I, I don't care what I do. I don't care how I bend over backwards. I know that I'm never going to what? I'm never going to satisfy. Because some po folk just don't want what? They don't want peace. Now, here's, here's where you have to be careful. You have to be careful to not allow them because they don't want peace. You got to be careful to not allow them to disturb yours. Because a lot of times when we're dealing with somebody who don't want peace, where we get messed up is we allow them to disturb our peace because they don't want peace. We allow them to get us all messed up. Some people just like drama. Some people just love to have a bad sense. They can't live without some toxicity. And you know that. You recognize that. And yet, you let them get you all messed up. They know right where to hit you at. They know right where to dig. 
They told your co-workers before they came, before they came over there. Watch this. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> no right way to get you. I do it to Joyce all the time. I, I know her. So I know just how to aggravate her. I know just what to say, just how to get on her nerves, just what to do. I know exactly what to do. Like on Sunday mornings, guess what I know she like to do? The girl like to sleep. I get up at 4, 4.30 in the morning, sometimes 3, 3.30 in the morning on Sunday mornings. One Sunday morning, I got up. She was sitting there. I mean, she was in one of them good ones. You know how you had a good sleep? She was, oh, she was sleeping good. I said, look at my baby. She knocked out. Satan said, shake that bed. <laughs> God said, don't you do that. Satan said, shake the bed. God said, don't do that. I ain't do it. Went in, got dressed, fully dressed. Put everything in my laptop bag, started my car, went back in the house. <laughs> Y'all thought I ain't shake it the first time because I was listening to God, huh? No, I had to have the car ready. <laughs> I ain't going to tell y'all what she said. <laughs> Watch this. You got some folk in your life. Every time they see you, every time they talk to you. Shaking your peace. And you just let them get you riled up. Matter of fact, you call them. Give them the time of day. Allow them to disturb your peace. One of the questions you got to ask yourself is, is it worth it? Is it worth my peace for me to address or go at what it is that they're coming at me with? Some stuff just ain't what? It ain't worth it, man. It ain't worth it. You, you don't have to prove to everybody you don't have to prove to anybody who you are. You don't have to prove to anybody you're respectable. You don't have to prove to anybody what your worth is. Why are you allowing people to disturb your peace over issues that are just not what? Just ain't worth it. Romans 12, 18, watch what it says. He says, if it is possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with who? All men. But watch this. Never take your own what? When does he say you can take your own revenge? When? Never? Now let me ask this question. When the last time you took it? Don't answer that. Never, notice what, what he says, never take your own what? He doesn't say never issue. He says never what? When do you take something? 
You take something when it doesn't belong to you. You don't have to take what's already yours. Watch what he says. Never take your own revenge, but leave room for the wrath of who? Well, you mean it doesn't belong to me, Pastor? Watch what he says. For it is written, vengeance is what? Hey, you took what belongs to God lately? You take vengeance on the people in your life? People who, who get at you? People who do you wrong? You're stealing what belongs to God. When's the last time you robbed God? I, I thought of a thousand ways between Slidell and Covington I could get them back. A thousand. That's, that's, that's what I like to do. I like to sit up and picture. I practice for how I'm going to get you back. I know I ain't the only one. I'm, I'm like a boxer. I use tactics. You, you come at me, I go into training. I, 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 I perfect my skill. When I'm a strike, and when I'm a dodge, and when I'm a duck, and then, you know the other thing? They always got a lot of people around when I get you back. Why, Pastor? Because I want everybody to know. Don't mess with that short, fat fella. <laughs> yeah, help me too, Lord. But then God reminds me that don't belong to you. And if you go there, just keep in mind that you're taking something that belongs to me. Keep in mind that you're robbing me of the opportunity to do in their life what I've done in yours. Never forget, I was on a trip with a young lady. She came up to me and she told me how the people in her vicinity were treating her bad. She was telling me what she was going to do to get them back. I was like, yeah. She said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get them. I said, well, what if it ain't about you? What if it's about what God wants to show them through you? Would you approach the situation any different? She said, I can't stand you. I said, it's all right. Most people can't. I'm good. My wife only there because she stuck with me. <laughs> she went back and she treated them right despite how they were treating her. She said about two days later, the lady came back to her and just apologized, broke down crying. Told her, all week I've been nasty with you. All week I've been handling you bad. But the Holy Spirit's been beating on me. And he told me that I had to come apologize to you because of how I was treating you. And I need you to know that I'm sorry. Watch this. 
never forget they're just like you. And they need the same thing that you need. You need mercy and they do too. You need grace and they do too. And God said the degree to which you show mercy is the degree to which I'll give it to you. The key to being forgiven is if you yourself first forgive. I told y'all before, we've been praying it all our life. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from what? Evil. No, go back. And forgive us our what? Forgive us our debts or trespasses. Watch this. As we those who trespass hello somebody. So you've been telling God all your life since you were knee high to a duck. Lord, I only need you to forgive me. To the degree that I forgive other people. Woo. Look how some of y'all looking. I'm never praying the Lord's Prayer again. <laughs> Listen, man. Who better take care of it? You or God? By your heads. Father, we love you.